Welcome to Forgotten Popcorn, a podcast all about movies, actors and filmmakers. I also do another podcast called It's All in the Reflexes, where I just talk about my favourite movie of all time, Big Trouble in Little China. And I've been going through the whole movie, scene by scene, minute by minute, second by second. So I've re-edited the first five episodes, especially for you. I hope you enjoy, and remember, it's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. The first two minutes and 25 seconds of one of the greatest movies ever starts with the 20th Century Fox logo and we hear the voice of Jerry Harding, the pinstripe lawyer. What I'd like to do today is get your version of what happened. That's how Big Trouble in China starts. We then cut to a close-up of Egg Chan played by the great Victor Wong and he says, you mean the truth. A great scene that I think sets up the movie really well. But the scene wasn't in the original script and was added later after the studio watched the movie. They weren't happy with it and didn't think Jack Burton was heroic enough. They wanted to build up his character. The movie doesn't need it for that reason, but I'm so pleased it does have it. If you listen to the DVD commentary track with Kurt Russell and John Carpenter, they don't spend much time talking about this scene. You can tell that it wasn't Carpenter's idea and doesn't really want it in the film. He says that the studio wanted a Rambo-type character. Kurt Russell talked about how the idea was Jack Burton was the sidekick, but believed that he was the, the leading role, the hero of the story. The studio didn't really get that. Jerry Harding, a great actor. I remember him more as Deep Throat from The X-Files. Victor Wong is amazing. And there is one other person in this scene, sitting behind Egg Chang. You can tell it's a woman, but you can't see her face. It's the lawyer's secretary or a notary taking notes of what's being said. I've talked about Victor Wong on another episode before, but he is well worth talking about again. Victor Wong died the day after 9-11 attacks. I took this from Wikipedia. Upon learning the events of September 11th, 2001, Wong and his wife Rose spent the day trying to get news of Wong's son, who lived in New York City who was unharmed. After Rose went to sleep, Hong, Wong stayed up to continue following the news. He died of a heart attack at some point during the morning of September 12th at the age of 74. Very sad. Wong was married four times and had two daughters and three sons. One of his sons died in 1986 after being attacked by a young man while walking home in Sacramento. Wong was asked to film this scene, the prologue scene for Big Trouble in Little China, shortly after his son's wake. After shooting this scene, Wong suffered his first stroke. So if you re-watch this scene, now knowing that he filmed it after his son's wake, after giving him a fantastic performance, he suffered his first stroke. Like I said, very sad. It's only a short scene, but you do get some great lines. You leave Jack Burden alone. You mean Chinese black magic. We get to see Egg Chan use his powers. Peasant magic, as Lopan calls it later on in the film. I love Jerry Harding's face when he sees the lightning coming out of Egg Chan's hands. The scene ends. See, 
That was nothing. But that's how it always begins. Very small. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. We see the Porkchop Express driving through the rain. Jack Burden talking on the CB radio. Driving into San Francisco, over the bridge and into Little China. And stopping at a Chinese market where he unloads his cargo of live pigs. Jack Burden eats lots of food and chats with a few people. And then we cut to Jack and Wang Chi and a group of people gambling. I'm going to stop it there about 5 minutes and 15 seconds. There is still one more title that comes up after then of Mr. John Carpenter, but I want to talk about the gambling scene on the next episode. So 2 minutes and 26 seconds to 5 minutes and 15. So the music starts and we see the Pork Chop Express driving down a long road in the rain. First title comes up, a Taff Barish Manash production. Then it is starring Kurt Russell in John Carpenter's. And then in big red letters, it comes up with Big Trouble in Little China. The Chinese symbols in the middle translates to evil spirits make a big scene in Little Spiritual. And we hear the voice of Kurt Russell. This is Jack Burton at the, at the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to others listening. See, that's why I start my podcast that way. And then we see Jack Burton for the first time wearing sunglasses, wearing a Harley Davidson baseball cap. The next title that comes up is Kim Cattrall, who plays Gracie Law. We find out that Jack Burton has been married before and never drives faster than he can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Those amazing five words, it's all in the reflexes. A good name for a podcast, I think. The next title that comes up is Dennis Dunn, who plays Wang Chi. And then it's James Hong, who plays David Lopan. And then it's Victor Wong, who plays Egg Chan. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. There are so many great lines he says in this opening bit. In only a few a few minutes, we get a real sense of who this character is. That he loves talking, you know, loud mouth. And we get, we get so much information, so many great lines that we find out in just such a short period. We see the, the truck drive over the bridge. And then we get two names come up at the same time. It's Kate Burton, who plays Margot. And then it comes up with... And then it's Donald Lee, who plays Eddie Lee. And the next titles is The Three Storms Altogether. A good way of doing it. Top one is Carter Wong, who plays Thunder. And then it's Peter Kwong, who plays Rain. And then it's James Pax, who plays Lightning. Then we hear a big thunder strike and it comes up with music by John Carpenter in association with Alan Halsraff. I'm not saying that I've been everywhere and I've done everything, but I do know it's a pretty amazing planet we live on here. And Jack Burton takes off his glasses. We get the title, Executive Producers, Paula Monash and Keith Barish. I love this next line when he says, a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe. We cut to the Chinese market 
though it's still raining, pouring with rain. This is where John Carpenter is supposed to make a cameo in the film. But I'm never sure where he is. I wasn't sure if he's the one in the big yellow rain jacket. If you know where he is in that scene, please let me know on Instagram. Then it comes up with associate producers. Then it comes up with associate producers Jim Lau and James Liu. Um, he's on Instagram at Dragon Master James. He follows me, so check him out. Then it comes up with casting by Joanna Merlin, cool name. Costume designer April Ferry. And visual and visual effects produced by Richard. Endlewood. I always remember this next scene is lots of lettuce that's in the rain and you just have this guy picking them up and going through them all and we get some there's some live ducks it comes up with um, then the next title is edited by Mark Warner Steve Mrokovich and Edward A. Wushka. I'm not going to get those known we hear a big horn from the Pork Chop Express Kurt Russell had to learn how to drive this truck and uh, it was actually him driving the truck through the market um, and John Carpenter was very afraid that he was going to run into something or hurt somebody so then you get um, production designer John J Lloyd he also worked on the thing and then we get a great sh then we get a great shot here cuz you can actually see see that it's Kurt Russell in the truck driving he stops and people start to unload the live pigs and then we get director of photography is Dean Cundy, ASC. He also follows me on Instagram. Check him out. Check him out. Then we see Jack buying food. He has a handful of cash. I'm always guessing that he's just got paid for the pigs. And then the next title one is quite interesting because it's um, written by Gary Goldman and David Z. Weinstein. Adaptation by W. D. Richter. Um, now had to really fight they had to get I think John Carpenter and W. Richter had to fight to get his name on there um, they kind of wanted it to be Story by Gary Goldman and David Weinstein and written by W. D. Richter because the original script was a western and W. D. Richter came on and turned it into the modern day and updated it but only really used the basics of the story everything else had to be rewritten all the dialogue everything else but there were so many other things changed but they managed to get they managed to get his name on there um, then we cut back to uh, the food store and you don't hear what Jack Bowden is saying but it looks like he's pointing behind him over his shoulder like I'm gonna go over here for a while but I'll be back to buy some more food um, then it's produced by Larry J. Franco and then we hear tapping before we see it and we hear tapping and then you see a guy in glasses tapping chopsticks onto the side of a bowl and turning it over and we see Jack Burton, Wang Chi sitting at a small table with gamblers around them and that's where I'm going to stop it I will talk about the gambling scene on the next episode on the commentary over this section by Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. 
they'd talk about W. Victor and that how he wanted to be a director. John Carpenter sort of jokes like everyone wants to be a director. And then he kind of says to Kurt Russell, well, except for you. And Kurt Russell laughs. Well, Kurt Russell spends most of the commentary laughing. Um, this is where he tells, well, this is where he says to John, "This you, you maybe learn how to drive a truck for these scenes. Um, but it wasn't him driving the truck in the, the long distance when you couldn't see see his face. Long distance, you have somebody else. They talk about how many other people used the, the big Tromnil China sets after them. John Carpenter says that he saw M Michael Jackson walking around and that Janet Jackson had used this, the set for one of her music videos. So that was the titles. 2 minutes 26 seconds to 5 minutes and 15. You ready, Jack? I was born ready. Learn how to play some Fantang here, buddy boy. And up to about 5 minutes and 16 seconds into the movie, just after the titles, we cut to Jack Burden and Wang Chi playing Fantang. They are surrounded by other gamblers. Jack wins. Wang Chi is not happy and wants to win his money back. Nothing will double. So he's gonna, he wants to cut a bot beer bottle in half with a big machete knife. It doesn't work. Jack catches it. And Jack wants his money, so he's going to follow Wang Chi back to his restaurant to get to get the money, but Wang Chi has to go off to the airport first. Jack gives him a lift, and as they get into the Pork Chop Express, that's where I'm going to stop it. At about 8 minutes and 38 seconds. So that's the part of the movie I'm going to talk about on this episode. So they are playing Fantang. It's a very popular game in China and played a lot in Chinatown. It's kind of a, a chance game like roulette. It is played by placing two handfuls of small objects like beans on a board and guessing the remaining count when divided by four. After players have cast bets on values of one through four, the dealer or croupier repeatedly removes four objects from the board until only one, two, three or four beans remaining. Determine the winner. I don't really understand it, but that's the guy in the glasses is the dealer and you've got Jack Burton on one side and Wang Chi on the other side and they are betting, well when you hear what they're saying they are betting, they sound like they're betting on odds or evens. Um, Jack is betting on odd, Wang is betting on evens. Three comes up, the winning number is three, so Jack wins. After that, it comes up with the title, directed by John Carpenter. Then it's daytime in the morning, and you can see people clearing up the uh, the, the Chinese market. Um, They've changed games now. They start playing um, Pao Gao, Chinese dominoes games. You only see a very small part of the game here. Uh, Jack Byrne turns over um, two two tiles, which are called the first ones is two lotses of six and they're called teen tiles it then pulls up another two tiles of ones and they are called day tiles um, there's a lot more to the games but Jack what is shown that Jack wins um, I don't understand how but then he's like I, I like the bit where what did he say Wang in English and it's, it's like something about beginner's luck it doesn't translate but he quits this is the like the first scene that Dennis Dunn and Kurt Russell filmed together. It was very early on in the um, in the filming process. Um, they played their friendship, I read, that they played it like they'd known each other for about five years. John Carpenter wanted Kurt Russell for Jack Burton 
from the start, but the studios wanted someone like Jack Nicholson or Clint Eastwood, and uh, but they were unavailable, so he could then cast Kurt Russell. Russell was afraid of starring in the movie, because at that point he had made a string of flops. John didn't care about that; he just wanted to make a movie with his with his friend. Um, at the same time, Kurt Russell was offered, or was desired for the role of Connor McLeod in Highlander. What I read is that it's was all it was Goldie Horn who talked him out of it. So that's when he could make Big Trouble in China. John Carpenter wanted Jackie Chan for the role of Wang Chi after the success of Police Story, but Chang declined the role after a couple of of his American movies had flopped at the box office. So he wanted to go back to make go back to Hong Kong. Um, John Carpenter had seen Dennis Dunn in um, The Year of the Dragon and liked his work on that. They only met a couple of times before casting him and that was only cast him a few days before principal photography started. At the time Dennis Dunn had the choice of two movies at the same, and he had to choose between Big Trouble and Little China and this other one. He chose Big Trouble because he is a Buckaroo Bonsai fan and they were both written by W.D. Richter. Now don't try this at home at all, ever, ever don't try this at home. As Wang Chi has lost his money and he wants to win it back from Jack, he is going to cut a beer bottle in half. They are drinking Peking beer. I'm not sure if that is a real brand of beer. If someone knows, please message me at my Instagram fan page at Bigger Trouble Neil China. I love when Jack says, not that bottle, this bottle. He just doesn't, just in case Wang Chi is trying to pull something and has a special bottle. It, it doesn't work, obviously, and Jack catches it. It's all in the reflexes. The second time in the movie, he says that. Um, it always works at home, Wang Chi says. There's a really great actors here. I really like watching this scene. Um, when you can see great actors doing good work, it really works. And I love the line when Jack Byrne says, pay up 1,148 bucks times two. It doesn't even bother doing the maths. This is where we find out that Wang Chi owns a restaurant. And um, so Jack is gonna follow Wang Chi home to get the money. He wants to get paid from Wang Chi. Um, then Wang Chi says that he needs to go to the airport, which is not which Jack is not very happy about. And um, so instead of giving following Wang Chi, he just want to make sure keep an eye on him. So he's gonna give him a lift. So that's when they get into the Pork Chop Express. So that's five minutes and sixteen seconds to eight minutes and thirty eight seconds of Big Trouble in Little China. Everybody relax, I'm here. It's Miller time. Jack and Wang are going to the airport to pick up Mao Ying. At the airport, Jack meets Gracie Law and the Lords of Death. Mao Ying gets off the plane. The Lords of Death tries to take Terra, but Jack starts them, so they take Mao Ying instead. Jack and Wang chase after them, almost get run down by a car. Son of a bitch must pay. I'm going to stop it there. It's about 12 minutes and 55 seconds. That's the part of the movie I'm going to talk about on this episode. A lot happens there in just over 4 minutes. So Jack and Wang are in the Pork Chop Express on the way to the airport. 
in one of the greatest movie vehicles of all time I believe I think this is now in the UK I have seen some photos on Facebook but I'm not sure if it's a replica or the actual truck that was used in the film if anybody knows please message me at my Instagram page at bigger trouble in little China so they're going to the airport to pick up Wang Chi's fiance Mao Ying who he hasn't seen for about five years Wang Chi has been saving all his money to try and bring him bring her over before he knew Jack he used to sleep on the floor because that saves money you don't need to see a photo of Mao Ying to see how beautiful she is when Jack asks how is she pretty and his reaction to the photo oh god is just perfect it says it all there you sound a little nervous pal that's why the bottle didn't break my mind and my spirit are going north and south Jack's face again yeah right pal you're still paying me the money don't try and get out of it and then we cut to the airport and we see Mao Ying looking out of the airplane window Mao Ying translates roughly to cat-like played by Susie Powell very beautiful Susie Powell was born to Francis Powell August 8th 1962 in Toledo Ohio she was a fashion model in New York and also was a cheerleader on the football team Philadelphia Eagles she was also pet of the month in January 1981 issue of Penthouse and she did another issue in 1982 June as well she's only done a few movies she was in the 1981 Burt Reynolds movie Sharky's Machine she played a, a blind prostitute and then she had a very short TV career in a TV series called Tattingers in 1988 but she she quit acting in the 90s and has kept a very low profile since then she had filmed a flashback scene with Sylvester Stallone in First Blood she was a Vietnamese prostitute who makes love with who makes love to Rambo but it was um, but it was not used in the theatre cut but you can see it on the deleted scenes on the special edition DVD she had to wear green contact lenses for the role in Big Trouble in Little China but she also wore the same colour contacts for Sharky's machine before that flight number 26 just arrived at gate 7 Jack Burnham sees Gracie Law for the first time looking at a photograph Gracie Law is played by Kim Petrell plays his role so well she's beautiful and tough the studio pressured John Carpenter to cast a rock star in the role of Gracie Law but for Carpenter there was no question he wanted Kim Cattrall the studio was not keen of the idea because at the time she was primarily known for raunchy comedies like Porky's and Police Academy she was drawn to the movie because of her way her character was portrayed in her words she said that I'm not screaming for help the whole time and that the humour comes out of the situations and my relationship with Jack Burton. I'm the brains and he's the brawn. While filming, Kim Cattrall had to leave the set at around 4.30 each day um, and then perform an, a play, um, Anton Chekhov's Three Sisters. She remembers having to 
explained to the studio bosses who Chekhov was. My film career subsidised my theatre career, she said. If I only did theatre, I would have to be a waitress, and I didn't want to be a waitress. Okay, back to the scene. We find out that Mel Ying has green eyes, and that, and then that's rare, like Creamy Jade. Wang Chi tells Jack that Gracie Law is trouble, which doesn't put Jack off at all. I think actually makes him like her a bit more. He starts walking towards her. We then cut to a cardboard box, baking powder, tied up with string, on the conveyor belt, luggage conveyor belt. I just, what's in the box, Mao Ying, hey? You've got all this money to pay Wang Chi's gambling debts, but you can't afford a suitcase. Can I ask you a serious question? Is that just a great pickup line or what? It's Miller time. We hear, we hear that line now. When Gracie Law smells Jack Burden. Then the Lords of Death push past them. Street gang. Punks from Chinatown. So the Lords of Death are Needles. Played by Jeff Amada. Joe Lucky. Played by Ramel Moore. And One Ear. Played by Craig Ning. He's on Instagram. He, he follows me. He's the one with the really cool snow blind glasses. Those like white glasses with the, the slits. Jeff Amada had has worked with John Carpenter many times. He's also a close friend and stunt advisor to Brandon Lee. He had he has worked on films like Tango and Cash, Dreamscape, Streets on Fire, also TV shows like Magnum P.I., Remington Steel, Airwolf, stuff he's done so many things. He has he plays over well 20 characters in Big Trouble in Little China. He has wore, he wears different wigs, facial hair, turbans, glasses, hats, clothes for each character. Rumel Moore, he's an actor and a director. I think he was in MASH. He also was on the TV sh show Magnum P.I. I think he works as a lawyer now. I can't find much about him. Craig Nin is a stuntman and an actor. Has worked on... The so many different films and projects, low-cost movies and TV shows. He's the nephew of James Hong who plays David Lopan. So Jack is trying to chat up Gracie Law. He looks over at Wang, who gives him a look of saying, how's it going? Jack just smiles to say, I've got this. But Gracie Law has walked away. So when Jack turns back to her, there is now an old lady standing there that just looks at him and smiles. So funny. Wang Chi cracks up. Then we see Gracie, he's holding a photo, and we and we see the girl in the photo come through check-in. This is Tara, or Tara, I don't know, you say it differently. She's played by Ming Lao. She has not done many TV films at all. She was in Gleaming the Cube, 1989, and Internal Affairs. So the Lords of Death start walking towards Tara. Needles grabs her, but Jack, Jack comes to the rescue. Jack burns up for a fair fight. But when Needles pulls out that knife, where'd you get that? And then this long sort of pole stick. Wang Chi is trying to get to Mao Ying, but the crowds will keep moving back and getting in their way so they can never reach each other. One ear kicks Jack's legs out from under him and he falls to the floor. Get that one. Joe Lucky grabs Mao Ying and pulls out a gun. Wang Chi and Jack Burn run after them. Gracie and Tara are in the car park and get to her van. The Lords of Death run past with Mao Ying and then 
Jack Burton. Gracie tells them where to go, and Jack tells her to call the cops. Um, as Wang is running away here, we see the back of his jacket for the first time, I believe, and we see the words, Dragon of the Black Pool. Gracie's van pulls away, which makes them stop running and look back. And then a flashy sports red car starts driving towards them. Jack pushes Wang out of the way. They had to shoot this scene backwards and they reversed the film. So they're not driving towards Kurt Russell and Dennis Dunn. They are driving away from them and they're just acting reverse. So they kind of, they, they stand up instead of falling down so it's quite a good way of doing it so there's no way of putting the actors in danger because they're just sort of speeding away from them we see the Lords of Death in the car and that Mao Ying's in the boot Jack and Wang stand up Jack is pissed off now son of a bitch must pay a great line one of my favourite movie lines from any movie on the commentary Kurt Russell and John Carpenter are talking about when they were filming the, this film and in this part they were talking about they started in, they were filming around the winter of 1985 and um, Kurt remembers taking the big photo of all the cast and crew for Life magazine Kirk also talks about how he liked working with Dennis Dunn but hadn't seen him for years they're also talking about kung fu films here and uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon those things they sort of can do today Kurt Russell has at this time when they recorded this commentary was watching was I think about around 2000 um, he had just seen King Control in New York and she was big from uh, a TV series Sex in the City um, also when they're talking about that this film had become a hit on VHS and Kurt Russell loves meeting uh, the fans and you can get real sense of humour get their sense of humour if they like the film most people either love it or they've never seen it you can't. I don't believe you can watch Big Trouble in Little China and not like it. I'm not going to say you're going to love it, but it's not a film that you can hate. So that's it. 8 minutes and 38 seconds to 12 minutes and 55 seconds. You just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down in sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Yeah, Jack Burton just looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, give me your best shot, pal. I can take it. I'm up to 12 minutes and 55 seconds. Jack Burton and Wang Chi are back in the Porkchop Express chasing after the Lords of Death who have kidnapped Mel Ying from the airport. The Puma truck cuts them up. They've got this clubhouse where they all hang out, sharpen their knives. Egg Chan's tour bus almost crashes into the Porkchop Express. Down that alley, turn right now. Old lady cutting up a duck. A funeral parade, the fighting tongs, Chang sings. Maybe we should try another alley. Jack looks in his mirror and sees a figure walking towards him. And that's where I'm going to stop it. 15 minutes 55 seconds the three minutes of Big Trouble in Little China that I'm going to talk about on this episode from 12 minutes 55 seconds to 15 minutes 55 seconds Jack Burton and Wang Chi are back in the Porkchop Express driving back into San Francisco they are chasing after the Lords of Death in their red sports car 
that have just kidnapped Mao Ying from the airport. Now, from this point in the movie, Jack Burton doesn't know what the hell is going on in the story. He's been doing quite well up to this point. But this is where he is taken into the underworld of Chinatown. And um, later on in the movie, Margot describes the situation as sort of like Alice in Wonderland. And it's, it's that kind of thing. It's kind of Jack is taken down into the underdepths of Chinatown. And he just asks so many questions. He hasn't been part of this world at all. He's just been on the surface of of Chinatown. Uh, and this is where also where the... Um, the movie really starts getting going here and it and doesn't slow down after this point which is which makes the movie really good i think it's it, it it's just relentless from this point on um you have now you've got the good guys chasing the bad guys we find out here that gracie law is a lawyer from wang chi and then um the bit i always remember is the the puma truck cut, cutting up the pork chop express what great product placement that is there's a few product placements. I think Coca-Cola had quite a lot because you kind of see that sign around in the background. So we find out that the Lords of Death have a clubhouse where they all hang out, sharpen their knives, and Wang Chi needs Jack Burns' help. Jack doesn't even have to think about helping. He is is going to help. He's going to find them and he's going to hunt these people down. Then we cut to Chinatown, and it's we ever get a close-up of the Chinatown's Gateway Arch, a place where I have to go one day. You get a lot of her people taking photos of this and putting it online. And we see Egg Chan. This is where we would have seen him, we was meant to see him for the first time, if, it, if they hadn't put in that extra scene at the beginning. So we see Mr. Egg Chan on his, on his tour bus, Egg Fu Young tours, driving through Chinatown. They drive drive through the gateway arch and he's given a history of Chinatown long time ago the Chinese with gold rush fever flooded into California we call Gumshao the mountain of gold so gold mountain or Gumshao is a commonly used nickname for San Francisco California used broadly by Chinese to refer to the western regions of North America including British Columbia, Canada after gold was found in the um, Sierra Nevada in the 1848 thousands of Chinese travelled to the west in search of gold and riches during the California gold rush um, the gold mountain was initially applied to California uh, ships full of immigrants docked at San Francisco they were initially bound for the gold fields but a lot of them start remained, and uh, that's how the Chinatown settlement grew in San Francisco. And then we find out sort of working for years to complete the transcontinental railway, saving their pennies, and so they could send for their families, and and enjoy the Chinatown as you see outside your windows on this fine warm day. The vehicle Egg Chan is driving is a 1936 white touring car that car is now in Yellowstone National Park for which it was originally built named Hollywood and gives tours out of Old Faithful I really would like to go there one day and take a tour so if you go there look out for the bus that is called Hollywood it is painted white now not yellow 
but it would be still worth having a tour in that. The Chinese characters on the front of Egg Chang's bus translates to Uncle Egg's tours guaranteed a good time. The Porkchop Express, the truck that Jack Byrne drives, is a Freightliner FLC 120. I don't know what that means, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, that's what it's called. Now, the Porkchop Express and Egg Chan's tour bus come together, almost drives into each other. Now, if you watch this scene, there is a woman walking down on the path, on the road, walking down, and the tour bus almost hits her. Now, I get a lot of people sort of ask, is that Margot, Kate Burton? I have paused that scene and looked very closely, and I don't think it's her, but I'm not 100% sure. I would like to know what you think. Please contact me at my Instagram page at Bigger Trouble Little China if you think that is Margot. It really does look like Kate Burton, but I just think it's a coincidence. So Wang Chi is looking for the alley of the Lords of Death. He tells Jack to turn right. Jack Burton can't see which alley he's talking about. So Wang Chi just shouts, turn right now. And the Porkchop Express does a quick turn, comes to a stop in the road, turns right down an alley. I paused it here and had a close-up a close look of the Porkchop Express. On the door, it has the words Jack in big letters. Then it's Burton Trucking. Then at the back of the Porkchop Express is a, is, um, like a picture of a, a pig, but it's like it's flying with like a speech bubble coming out of the back and um, or a puff of smoke and it says the Porkchop Express. I really enjoy watching this movie on my computer and I can pause pause it where I'd like and have a close-up of these scenes. I've seen this movie so many times but I'm watching it on TV and nowadays it's very difficult not to watch a uh, movie while you're sort of on your phone or something so it's really been quite nice to have a really close-up look at this film and the, the the sets are amazing you see the Porkchop Express drive down the alley and now you're on a set a built set on the 20th Century Fox uh, a lot of these um, I think this is I think it's stage six there is a plaque outside of the um, 20th Century Fox with um, Big Trouble and Little China's name on it and all the, all the other kind of movies and TV shows that they had worked on and filmed on that that Pacific stage. It's an amazing set they had built for this scene. Jack doesn't know where he is, where the hell are we? So he sees an old lady cutting up a duck. I always remember this scene. And he rolls down the window to ask her directions. But she, but she just looks at him and then walks away, closes the shutters and um, I think she knows there's going to be trouble now. I always think it's funny to think of Oh, or the mother, or the, well, the grandmother of one of the Wing Kong, that are on their way, you know, to have a fight. <laughs> we then cut and we see David Lopan for the first time, but he's in disguise as what well, he looks like as a homeless or a street person, and he's holding up. It's just like he's going through rubbish, and he's holding up an old leather shoe, and he just watches as the Pork Chop Express drives past. I'm never quite sure what this is or what this has to do with the story or um, I think he's like keeping an eye he goes undercover on the streets of Chinatown to look out what, what's going on 
so David Lopan can change from his um, the old man in the wheelchair to a, sort of a ghost figure with no flesh, where he's the um, or what we look, think of as David Lopan in the, the but he can't touch anything, so he can just glide through through things. But then he can also transform himself into a homeless person. But um, I'm not picking holes. I just find it wish we had a bit more information about uh, about this. So the Porkchop Express moves along and moves slowly away, trying to work its way through these very tight alleys. Kurt Russell did say on the commentary that he had found it very hard to get round the very tight angles and had some once put on rails, I think, at one point, they said. Um, and then it comes to a stop again and we see a, a parade of um, people come towards them with a big poster. These are the fighting tongs. Chang Sings. This is the funeral for uh, Lem Lee. Um, I will talk about this more in the next episode, but it's uh, Lem Lee was sort of a, a godfather figure to the, uh, to the Chinatown, and um, David Lopan has had him assassinated, so he can so David Lopan gets some more con- control, and um, so this is the funeral. But we find that information later. So then Jack watching this sort of, and then looks into his mirror, and we see a. Uh, through the uh, the smoke and the, the the fog that it is, um, a figure walking towards them, and that's where I'm going to stop it. And that's 15 minutes and 55 seconds. So that was 12 minutes and 55 seconds to 15 minutes and 55 seconds. Now, in the next episode is going to be the big alley fight scene. I'm going to talk about. Thank you for listening. I have lots more to talk about Big Trouble in Little China. Please leave a review and a rating and subscribe to this podcast. Please check out my Instagram fan page at Bigger Trouble and Little China. That's the same name for my YouTube channel. I'm also on TikTok at Bigger Trouble. Best way to contact me is through my Instagram page. I hope you join me next time. And remember, it's all in the reflexes. It's all in the reflexes. So that was five episodes of my podcast, It's All in the Reflexes starting from an episode called You Leave Jack Burton Alone and ending with Sharpen Their Knives. If you'd like to continue listening to this on that podcast, go to the episode called These Guys Are Animals, Jack. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's all in the reflexes. Don't panic, it's only me, Gracie Law.